and welcome back to the Husky Fan Podcast. Here to discuss, uh, amongst a few other small things, uh, Husky defense, how's it looking for this spring and the upcoming season? Jimmy, brother, how are you? Just peachy. Looking, looking forward to the discussion about the Husky defense for the highly anticipated 2023, <laughs> 2023 football season for our beloved Huskies. It is. I mean, is this the most anticipated season in quite a while? I mean, not to name drop Dennis DeYoung constantly, but he feels it's the most anticipated season since 1991. Well, maybe not bigger than David Samick's prediction of 12 and 0 for New Heitzel. <laughs> maybe that one was bigger, more anticipated because Dog Man felt like they were going 12 and 0, which would they end up seven and five, six and seven, six and six, six and six, 2003. I know it's getting close. Yeah. Well, what a prediction. Yeah. Well. Let's hope we don't see six and six this year. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any chance of that happening. Very low. Yeah, I, I you could potentially match this with what the expectations were for the 91 Huskies. A team that lives in college football history lore, even at the much chagrin of our Coug friends, our duck friends, they don't they don't like they don't like to admit how good that team was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it it's it's like in our buddy Andrew, metric superiority guy, he even mentioned like it's not just that Washington fans will never see a team like that again, but college football fans, like the vast majority will never see a team like that. Again, like I, I found on, on the, uh, I think it's on a Nebraska website somewhere. I tweeted about it a couple of months ago. They have a list of Sagarin ratings of teams. I think it's like from 1950 or 1960 to, I want to say like 2013 or 2010 or something like that. But anyway, the 91 team is sixth on that list. And if you remove the teams that, I mean, if you only count teams that are unbeaten and untied we would be third on that list wow i mean that's over like a 50 or 60 year period wow so i mean yeah we we got to witness it that's uh oh we're we're lucky you know we could we could say we saw one of the greatest teams ever to don the field and you know arguably the most dominant defensive player in college football history yes yes absolutely but they hey you know in the edge and push up the middle right yeah shout out to passion yeah shout out <laughs> but with with that being said yeah i still think that uh the playoff is a reasonable goal for this team certainly yeah, you know, you know, looking at the depth chart of our defense, you know, there, there's a lot to like about this defense. Yeah, I mean, do you want to uh, you want to go over that? Well, it's not, isn't that the uh, 
the idea for tonight's pod is to go over to the D. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I want to ask you is, okay, if you look at FEI, I think our defense, um, I have it somewhere. I tweeted a thread today. I have it somewhere. Uh, let me see here. Okay, our an FEI, which is one metric I like. Our offense was number eight last year. Defense was number 70. For comparison purposes, USC's offense was number one. Their defense was 94. Um, and I just looked, I looked at a bunch of teams um, who made the playoff recently and what their offense and defense ranks were. And I'm just, so I'm going to say the two numbers together as one team, you know, the offense and the defense. I'm just going to rattle these off quickly. Four and two, three and 15, 11 and four, nine and 33, 10 and 11, 18 and nine, two and six, one and 14, four and 53. And then last year, I just picked two teams, Tennessee and Penn State, that missed. Tennessee was 2-29. and 29, Penn State was 7-25. and 25. So, and I think if you look at us in 2016, I have it here somewhere. Uh, we were, let's see, number 12 and number 4. Or no, I'm sorry. In, in Yeah, in S&P Plus, we were number 12 and number 4. FEI, we were number 7 and number 5. And if you go back to two, the 2000 team, uh, we were in S and P plus number 10 offense, number 25 defense. Wow. Um, so, and in 1991 by S and P plus, we actually had the number one offense, but the number two defense, they had Miami as a little bit better, uh, as a defense. Um, oh. but that, that, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just listening to you, buddy. Well, and, and so that, that, I mean, assuming we will have like a top five, offense this year in these metrics it was let's just say top six or top seven just to be a little conservative i mean i think it's it's reasonable top six or top seven where do you think the defense has to be to Mm -hmm. make the playoff well we're in a different era right i mean regards to how the game is played um boy we, we were at 70 you said last year yes I mean, don't you have to jump up probably like 20, 30 spots? At, at least. At least. I mean, I, I think judging from these numbers, okay, there was one. I think Cincinnati was number, the the one was number four and 53. I think that was Cincinnati. And then there was one that was nine and 33 that made it. But I, I mean, for me, I, I think 30, we have 40. I, I think even more than that. I think we. I think the defense has got to be top twenty-five. So seventy to twenty-five. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's. I think it's possible. I mean, just look at what the offense did last year. Well, they're going to have to get a lot better in some areas, clearly, and some guys are going to really have to step up at corner. And again, like we talked about last time is you know injuries is going to be really important um you, you know when you look at the front I, I mean i guess you know you look at the talent they have on the line i i guess you know there there is there is potential i mean to to go from 70 to 25 that's a tall ask a really tall ask i mean yeah you got to be you probably got to be within no worse than 40 Right, probably can't. You probably can't get lower than forty defensively. 
But here's 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 what here's a different metric, and I think it's this is just points per drive. And so I I may have said this in a past pod. Now I our points per drive based on that metric. I think last year we were ranked like number ninety or something really shitty during uh, during the first half of the season. It was really awful. However, if you look at the last six or seven games of the season, because I did this and calculated it. Our points per drive was at was equal to what Utah's was, and Utah was number 48 in that metric. Mm. So, I mean, I guess I'd have to dive. I guess I'll have to dive more into the stats. But I think if you separate the first half of of last season, uh, last season, and then the second half, I think the second half, the defense was probably, you know, I would think top 65 at worst, at worst. Well, when I think about a 20 or 30 spot jump, I mean, that's a that's asking a lot of the defense. And then to jump, you know, what would you say, like 35 spots, 40 spots to get to that 25 mark? Um, I, I, you know, there's going to have to be some things that break your way. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, when you look at the talent off the edge and, and, and the bodies you have in the middle, I mean, you that does give you a lot of um, optimism uh, for the defense because that, that's certainly going to help the back end, right? Where, you know, obviously we struggled last year in that department. This year, right? I, know. I, yeah, I mean, I, 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 a couple things. I think that when when you have a really good coach and you go from year one to year two, you, I mean, you see. I don't know if I mentioned this on a, a past pod, but I tweeted about it. If you look at all of our coaches, well, I, I probably all except you know Jimmy Lake kind of had a bizarre tenure. But if you look at all these coaches and you look at Sagarin and SRS, they improved the team from year one to year two, basically. And And also it goes the same for players. So I think we can expect, I think because of that, you know, because you have – an elite coach, you're going to see improvement from this year over last year. And I think at the same time, like, I think just the mentality of this team, the psychology, the intangibles, I just think this year, we're going to see guys who are just clearly better than they were last year. And it's going to be all over the place. Like it's, it's suddenly there's going to be guys who are like, wow, I thought that guy was a Jag, but he's actually a good player. Like, I just think we're going to see, you know, 10 or 20 guys like that. Well, let's hope that's on the defensive side of the ball. I, I mean, I think you can, but I think, but I think, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. I think you're right. I, because I think you're saying realistically, looking at the data, looking at the numbers, looking what's coming back. We were 70 last year, whatever it was. Yeah. We could probably improve to 40, you know, that's probably a reasonable expectation. So I, yeah, I, no, I, I think what you're—I don't disagree with what you're saying. That's reasonable. And then maybe what I'm saying—that's what takes us from number forty to number twenty-five. I mean, simply by being a better tackling team, you're going to improve. I mean, just by simply becoming a better team, tackling the other guy will help this defense. Um, I mean. I don't know. Some of these guys we haven't seen, right? We don't know a whole lot about them. 
Um, you know, Jabbar Muhammad, I think he's sitting out right now at spring. Uh, I don't know. I, Mikel Esteen, I, is he going to be the starter at strong safety? Do we do we anticipate that? Asa will be at free. Yeah, well, Dom, I, I, no, they're, they're, Dom has moved to safety. So right Dom, now you can, right, right now you can, right. you know, and then we're looking at Mish Powell for nickel. And, uh, and so you have Dom and Asa that are the safeties and the corners are probably be the two new guys like Muhammad and then uh, Dixon, the JC transfer. Yeah, Thaddeus, Thaddeus Dixon. Thaddeus Dixon. So, yeah, clearly we can start from the – we could go over position groups. We'll start the secondary. But I clearly I think there's – yeah, I think the one weakness on the defense, I mean, there's probably more than one. But we got to find a playmaker in, in the secondary. Right. Well, that could that could be Dixon. Could be It could be Muhammad. Um, I mean, I, I know you broke down Muhammad's numbers. I mean, he was ranked pretty high. Um uh, he was coming out of the big big 12 correct yeah and i mean he's already he's already done it he, he has stuff on tape at this level right yeah what about elijah jackson what, what you know i i think that he's got some ability i don't think he's flashed a little bit i mean it's only been two practices but oh you mean you mean so far this year yeah so yeah last year played in seven games started two Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I just don't have a good. I just don't have a good memory of him. It sounds like yeah, he's me, a little bit in practice, but what does that mean? Yeah. At least nice to read his name. <laughs> but clear. I mean, as far yeah, as far as playmakers and guys stepping up, like for example, I mean Hampton and Asa. Yeah. I think both those guys could be. I think both those guys are going to be a lot better. Well, uh, I mean, Dom, Dom Hampton a couple of years ago, he was playing at say he was at safety and he was starting to come on a little bit towards the end of the year, and then they moved him to, you know, the Husky position nickel last year, where he struggled a little bit, but the coaches still thought like he's the most versatile guy that we have. But now. What I heard is that he's actually personally really happy about moving back to safety. Well, we've been big fans of his for a number of years, and we always thought like how you can't keep you can't have him off the field. Uh, you know, with his big hitting ability, I mean, he's an enforcer. Uh, that mentality that defense had been missing, you know, and it's just been spotty. So I'm hoping, you know, he hoping he just finds himself on the field all the time because I just feel like. He's a talent that needs to be on the field for this team. And he brings um, some edge to that, that secondary um, where, you know, you're going to, you're going to make a few guys think uh, coming over the middle because he, he can hit. There's no question that he can hit. And yeah. And if him and Asa, if Asa takes a big jump um, and becomes more aggressive, more physical, uh, then yeah, I mean you're looking at a pair of safeties that that could be very good next year. And if Muhammad, you know, builds upon his career and gets better, then all of a sudden you find yourself feeling pretty good about the secondary. Exactly. That that yeah. That's and that's an example of guys 
I mean, it's it's shocking how guys can actually get better. But I think if we get if both those guys get better, as you said, that's going to have a huge impact on the defense because it, it, that because yeah. Urban go retired too, right? I'm sorry, I cut you off. But did Urban no, okay. retire? He's four. He's yeah, he officially did. retired, correct? Medical medical retirement. Medical retirement. Hmm. So, I mean, that's going to – that thin, makes you a little thin in depth-wise, but I guess gives you some opportunity with some younger dudes. Yeah, but and another but another guy they like who play a lot is Tristan Dunn. I was actually going to just – that was the next guy I was going to mention to you. And um, I, I, did, I did hear some – I did hear some um, thinking – I don't know if it's from the coaches or whoever, but that he could, he'll actually compete for a starting role. I mean, the coaches really like him. And the, the safety position? Um, I mean, I, I would assume so. Well, I, or mean, may, I don't know. May, maybe, maybe they might try him at the Husky position too. I don't know. Interesting. Well, I know that uh, I believe he pressured Penix in practice on uh, practice number two. I think, Panics threw a pick with his pressure, or his pass got tipped. I think I think it was done. It came up the edge and and forced the the bad throw. Yeah, Again. he's he's got he's got the size, and I think if you I think if I'm not confusing him with someone else, I think in his high school highlights, like he's he's a hitter. He likes to tackle. Well, did, he had a big hit. He had a big hit this year. He he played a little bit. He had a huge yeah. hit. In one game, and I was like, "Who the hell is that guy?" And I and I was shocked that he had never saw the field again after that hit and play. I think he got some garbage time. I don't oh, was what was it Arizona State? Well, nah, I thought it was a home game, but I could be wrong. I I do remember Tristan Dunn having a big hit, and I and then I think I recall like yeah, he was known for his hitting in high school. Uh, and he had a good size frame. I was like, "Who's this guy?" And I'm just was really surprised we never saw him again. So maybe he's a guy who, yeah, they, maybe he's. And I don't think he was highly recruited either. Yeah, he was that typical like three star guy who, just a solid prospect, solid player. Okay, he was a three star. Okay, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. I I think he might have been. Um, no, he yeah, he was committed to Arizona State, and then we flipped him, I think, towards the end. Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I like his prospects. I definitely like uh, what I saw out of him. And if the coaches are excited about him, then, you know, that makes me even feel better about it. Yeah, and there's another... 6'4", 189. It's out of, yeah. Sum- out of Sumner. So he could be like Asa, but physical. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that. And then as far, you know, the Mish Powell at the nickel position, but keep an eye on Vincent Holmes. He's a okay. true freshman. Um, if if you look at this guy's bio, I mean, he he's a pretty, he played a lot of different positions, ranked the number 26 prospect in California, number 27 recruit in the state, number 20 safety prospect in the country. Hmm. ESPN rate number 20. So this is a guy who, you know, Cal, I mean, you never know. I mean, some of the guys who were, I mean, he's, he's decently rated. That's what I'm saying. So it wouldn't be a surprise if a guy like this 
like this this is one of the couple true freshmen that end up playing a lot. Quickly, you are correct. He did decommit from Arizona State. Dun, yeah, uh, Tristan Dunn, right? Correct. Yes. Tristan. Just just confirming your Thank you. Yeah. Your thought shout out to shout out to our research staff. <laughs> yeah, they're busy working in the background. But I, I th- yeah, that's the thing with the secondary. I think you're going to have a lot better depth there this year. Well, we will need we need it. We definitely need it. And again, it, it's a it's a group that you know can only improve from where they were last year. You, you would feel right, and the, it would be really hard to see them regress further down than than last year. It'd be very surprising. Yeah, and if we're gonna get to that top twenty five level, they they just they can't be a weakness. No. Yeah, you can't just be giving up big plays and being confused and all that shit. Because if you want to be a playoff team, yeah, if you want to be a play, like playoff teams, you don't you don't have weaknesses. You look at every position and there's NFL guys there. Well, the, there might be there might be a weak there. there might be a weakness at one spot here and there, but across the board. How many NFL guys are in the secondary right now? I don't know. It depends what they do this year. Yeah, two. You'd say yeah. maybe two right now. You know, maybe Mish could could really, you know, get better. I mean, Lake staff was always really high on him. He's, you know, he's he's a guy who could jump. Yeah, I, I think I think there's quite a few guys. Who are going to make a jump? Well, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, just think, just think about the mentality, if, if mentality of the players, especially these guys who are you're kind of you know a middle guy on the you know you're not one of the five or ten best guys. You're going into the season, last season, and yeah, you're excited, new coaching staff, yeah, we're going to be pretty good. And now you're going into this season. It's like, we could be really good. Like there's a lot of hype. You know, we could be really good. We have a chance to have a special season and you have a a coach who really knows what he's doing, knows how to get the best out of the players. So I think you, you, I just think the, the motivation that a lot of these guys are going to have, I'm not saying they weren't motivated last year, but no, this the expectations year, are high. Yeah. The expectations are high and, and every, you know, you want to win a championship, Every, it's like every fucking guy on the roster is important. Well, you thought about just all the people that returned and the mentality. and You know, I think they had a taste of something special last year. Um, it was clear, clearly there with the team. And, you know, the, I think there's just a, a ton of focus with these guys to, you know, put it all together this year. Um, and so when you have that mentality, I mean, it's just going to drive others to get better. And it, and if it drives you to, to recoil or get worse, like you're just going to fall behind and you're not going to see the field, you know, kind of the, the cream rides to the top, so to speak. Yeah. And that's a good segue to talk about the linebackers. I really like how our linebacker position is looking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially, well, I mean, I think you feel that way because of a full show returning. Yeah, that's huge. But even healthy. 
Yeah, I, I think he's. I think we're gonna see. I mean, that's a, that's another thing. Is thinking if we got the 2020 ZTF and Ulafosio, how good could this defense be? I, I I would bet on you know Ulafosio being closer to 2020 than ZTF. But we'll you know we'll get to that a little bit later. But yeah, but even without Ulafosio, you still have. I mean, Alfonso Tupatala, he did a good job last year in his first year. You know, not perfect, but his PFF grade. He was rated number eight out of 38 inside linebackers in the league. And that was just his first year starting. Wow. So you look at him, you look at, uh, Bru- I, you know, they were playing Cam Bright last year instead of Bruner. Cam Bright's grade, he was 29 out of 38 linebackers. Remember he had that shitty play against Texas where he just gave up a t- touchdown and he yeah. just stood there? Yeah. Like I, I don't, I'm sorry to shit on players, but like th- that guy was, he was a disappointment. They yeah, they should have been playing Bruner. Yeah, that was surprising. Yeah, um, Bruner definitely, in in my mind, should have definitely been playing more than than Bright. Absolutely. Yeah, and so I think you know the same way you're talking about Asa and Dom potentially getting better. I think that's also going to apply to to Patala and Bruner. Tupitala, yeah, I agree. Well, what about what about the transfer? You haven't even talked about Goforth. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it, this is this is why. I mean, this this is a really good position because you have four. I mean, you're too deep at inside linebacker, and I don't know. I mean, Goforth has played a lot. He's definitely really physical, so I don't know how the reps. Right? Good size guy, if I recall. Yeah, he's six two, two thirty five. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think uh, Fusho is uh, tipping the scales at like two thirty four. So I mean, you got two linebackers right there, over two hundred thirty pounds. Well, and Tupatala, I think, is. Uh, let me look here. Yeah, he's yeah. two thirty eight. He's six two, two thirty eight. Oh, I mean, you got some. You got some beef at the linebacker position, which we hadn't been. It's not, we're not rolling out Manu. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to. Uh... <laughs> you know, no, we don't have Manu out there. Yeah. Um, I, for, I forget who. Oh, I, I thought it was said on a pod. No, it wasn't said on a pod, but somebody said that Manu was probably like the. It was him or somebody else who was like the team drug dealer. <laughs> like that that's why he was still on the team. But Oh wow. Okay. Well. But uh okay, that's allegedly. Nobody use yeah, nobody uses drugs. Yeah. But but seriously, look at these linebackers. This I mean this is a really solid position group. Yeah. No, I'm look, I mean, again, I mean, are we Dugan or is it just husky arrogance like you like to mention? It's Husky arrogance time. That's right. Let's just own it. Let's just own it this year. It's Husky arrogance time. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited about the linebackers. Well, well, I love I love what we have there. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. You got me fired up, buddy. You know me, I've been a big Bruner fan. No, I agree with you, and I think last year they were playing Cam Bright over Bruner, and it was a mistake. Yeah, agreed. I mean, they made they they screwed up, and it was you know it was very odd, very curious why Bruner didn't play more than he did. But I mean, he got out in the field. He's definitely playing, but you know he he should have been starting. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, like look, look for linebacker to be a real strength. So then moving on to the defensive line. Um, so, you know, we have Thule, MJ Alley. So we'll, yeah, we'll talk about the line first and then the edge. You want to do that? Sure. So I think looking at the defensive line, I think that you got the, the, uh, you also got the Parker brothers. One of them played a little bit last year because the other one had a serious injury. And I think the guy who had a serious injury, like they think that he's the better of the two. But the the guy who played last year, I mean, he had a sack in the Apple Cup. Do you remember that? I do. So yeah, so he he had he's played a decent amount for a freshman. And I, I think Fatui Tuatele, he had um I think he finally had surgery on his pec. So now he's gonna be able to gain a lot of strength. I just you know, if if you follow him on on Twitter and that sort of thing, like he's always been He's always had a great attitude. He's always a team first guy. And I th- I think he's, you know, after the surgery, I think he's going to be a breakout guy. I hope you're right. That'd be so I, 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 yeah. And I, I think the same thing, you know, potentially with the Parker brothers, I think, um, you know, I think those are guys who you wouldn't really expect to be good this coming year, but I think they will be. So I, um, yeah, I a defensive line, I I you know, not quite as good as inside linebacker, but you know, I I think we're going to be good there. And then if you look at the edge, um, you know, Trice is probably going to be a first round pick. And, yeah. And you know, we've seen ZTF, I mean, I I don't think he's going to be the 2020 ZTF, but if he can improve upon last year, that would be big for this defense. Well, they moved to Newfie. Did I read they moved to Newfie to the edge? I think Void Tanufi's on the edge now. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, they used him as kind of like a, a situational pass rusher last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're correct. Yeah. And I, you you got to love the edge guys, right? I mean, yeah, ZTF even does half of what he did 2020. And obviously, Trice, he's going to be, I mean, he's the best player on the defense. Uh, Tuli's yeah. tons of experience. Um, I mean, I really like that Maurice Himes guy who came in. I know he got hurt. I think first practice, uh, he's home now. Yeah, 6'5", 246. Maurice Himes? Yeah. I, I read he's 260. Really? Wow. Um, that's what I'm clicking on here. I could be wrong, but. Do you remember that game? He was like just pressuring the shit out of people. I know he came. Was that, that the Colorado game? The Colorado, I think so. I mean, but it still, was, but no, you're right. Like that, that fucking matters. Yeah, I mean, a guy out there just making immediate impact. I love it. And we haven't even talked about small. I mean, what what Small's gonna do? Uh, so apparently, I heard that he's been a monster in the winter workouts. That he's just been possessed i know it's i know and that's just not i mean that's not fluff i've heard it from multiple sources wow well (laughs) you know it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be an all-american but it just means that hey this guy's really he's putting in the time and effort and he did he got better last year do we feel like he's at the edge 
he's best suited at the edge or could he could he get bigger and, and move inside yeah i don't know i mean he seems like it's like a tweener yeah he seems like a tweener like it seems like he he could have been he would have been better like maybe like 30 or 40 years ago you know well, he could have just, been like an inside linebacker maybe kind of his, his lateral movement you know it's, it just seems a little awkward um, but I mean, if he's around two six, I mean, if he got to two seventy, he could play on the inside. But again, I, I mean, I don't know. If that's you know, I, we'll 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 get to see it spring if there's any anything of that nature. But I mean, yeah, if he's beasting in winter conditioning and, and a man possessed, I mean, <laughs> that that only can help you. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, people people are writing him off, but he did improve last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's again, it it's because Some, he was the five star recruit. When you right. get tagged with the five star label, you know the expectations uh, are you know, sky high. You know, you you're expected to be an impact player, you know, virtually right away if you're you know with the five star tag. Yeah, and so the other the other guy that people are really really dooging about is Zach Durfee, the transfer yeah. from transfer. Mm-hmm. South mm-hmm. Dakota. Yeah, he's another guy who's six five two fifty. Yeah, people like it. he passes the eye test apparently. Yeah, and people what you would have to say about him. Is it sorry? Say that again. I'm saying I'm just wondering what Hugh. Hugh, oh. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh, what Hugh would say about that. Hugh, yeah, I wasn't sure Hugh. if you said you, you were talking about me or somebody else. <laughs> Hugh. Uh, it's like that Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, Zach Durfee, this is another guy to really watch. I, I think – the question for me is how much will this guy impact? Um, maybe can he make an impact this season or is it going to be at the end of this season or not until next season? But he's definitely, he's definitely a, a guy you got to keep your eye on. And I think. What about bandies? Wasn't he a well, four-star I, guy out of high school? Yeah, I think, he, I, think he's a, I, th- yeah, I think he's another guy who can get better. I mean, if he could be a depth guy, give you quality minutes, you know, in the throes of the game, give some of these guys a blow, you know, rest. Well, he's another guy. Yeah. If you look at him, he he gained 20 pounds. And I think yeah, I'd say, wasn't he a guy? Yeah. Put on some put on some weight. And I think uh, I think to did the same thing. Oh. Um, let's see. Um. Yeah, Tuatele is up to you know C six three three fourteen now. Um, you know, and it's <laughs> as you know, and, and Tailgater used to say like we can't have butter balls, but yeah, <laughs> these guys are not butter balls. I mean, working under McQueefery or sorry McKeefery, uh, I mean that guy really knows what he's doing. I hope the strength, right. the strength coach. Yeah, well, there's so some- I. Some Oregon guy on Twitter shitting all over the UW strength guy. 
Because Kirkland only had like 14 reps on the bench. Which, you know, my retort to that, if you're gonna if you're gonna look to to shit on UW's O line, they gave up five sacks last year. <laughs> That's all I gotta know. Yeah, we just can't give oxygen to these people. No. No. <laughs> yeah, but they're they, you know, they're poking the bear too, right? Yeah, I know, I know. But uh I mean all I I feel Jimmy, I I honestly think we are going to see numerous guys on this defense take a leap. Who's going to take the biggest leap? Ooh, really good question. Um, I think I would I would say I I think the biggest will probably be. I mean, I like your idea of the safeties. You know, maybe, maybe uh, if I could narrow it down to five, I would say two Atele, Bruner, two Patala. That's three, and then the two safeties would be five. Yeah. So those would potentially, you know, and and also, you know, I would I would put Smalls in there as well. Oh yeah, that'd be a huge bonus. I mean, it's hard but, to pick Trice, right? Because I mean, he's just He's already so damn good. I mean, how how much better can he get? Yeah. I would assume he's going to get a little better. But is he going to take a sky-high jump like some of these other guys that showed potential? And their, you know, their jump would be just... I mean, if you got the same trice as he did last year, you're thrilled. But if yeah. you get a guy that was... All-American? Yeah, very likely. That's 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 the jump. I mean, he was first team all league. Let's see if he could be an all American now. But if it, but I'm saying like with the defense as a whole, if he if you got the same guy last year out of Trice, you're thrilled. If you get a jump out of some of these other guys, I mean, that's just going to be that's going to be a bigger impact to the defense where some of these guys take a really big jump, even if you got the Trice of last year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree. And I, I think, so what, what, who are the most important guys that you want to see make a jump? I'd probably say the safeties. Would you yeah, agree with that? Corner and safety for me. Yeah, I think it starts at safety, corner. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, because a big I, jump out of the secondary, you're going to be really tough. They'd say that again? If you get a big jump out of the secondary, this team's going to be really tough. Yeah, I mean, Jabbar Muhammad was uh, honorable mention All Big 12 last year. There was one organization that picked him uh, All Big 12. So, you know, you have him, and hopefully we get, you know, the safeties can level up like we're talking about. Ulafosio, ZTF, Trice. You know, and then you have these other guys who are taking a leap, leveling up. That that's how you get a top twenty-five defense. So seventy to twenty-five. I yeah, I think it's possible. I don't think it's that. I mean, look, you're adding Ulafosio. You basically got very little out of him this last year. That's really going to help. I think Jabbar Muhammad will help. And yeah. then. 
I think a lot of, um, you know, just a handful of guys taking a big leap. I mean, that can change your defense quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that's what we're hoping for. Big jumps, big leaps, guys that are have a lot of potential that you hear having good good off-season natty type workouts. Um, you know, that's all positive. And again, a lot of this though, you got you're going to have you need depth guys that, that are going to spell spell the studs. And you're going to have to avoid some major injury. You know, those are other components that, you know, will really help you obviously have a special season. Like we talked about offensively, you know, injuries can just derail, derail you. You know, you just can't take, you know, you can't lose Trice on the defense. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, I mean, that's a guy you can't lose from the. Because he's your, he's your number one playmaker. And, you know, Tech made this point with last season. You didn't have any playmakers on defense aside from, you know, who Trice and you know, right. CTF and Martin. Oh, like, Martin. you didn't. Yeah. And yeah. That, so that's, yeah. And, and he's, he's your, he's your number one playmaker. So, yeah, it would be devastating to lose him on defense. Well, you know, and I was thinking with Asa, I felt like he came on early, right? He was he he flashed early last season. Then he was out for a few games, if I recall. Right? He got hurt. I think he missed what yeah. four games. I think so. Yeah, and you really felt he was really taking a jump. So that injury like just was obviously tough for him and his development because he looked like a almost like a different guy um, coming into last year. So let's if he can just improve upon last year stay healthy i mean that's it's going to be it's going to be huge for the secondary and, and he was obviously a highly recruited guy you know he, he was between Notre dame and us out of high school he had all the intangibles so let's you know what if he puts it together this year it's it's very possible you get you get a guy like asa that just takes a big jump defensively in the secondary it's just going to be it's going to be massive it's, it's going to make you really tough yeah i mean that that's that's what you have to shore up is the secondary and defending the pass and well, having us having a safety like that goes a long and, way and, and hopefully you know the defense had you know the the defensive coaches have a scheme that they really like and they and they develop and get these guys, you know, coached up and not to make, you know, big, big mental mistakes. Well, that's going to be another component to, to keep, you know, keep an eye on, obviously. But you know what's interesting about the defense? I want to get your thought on this. So as bad as they were statistically last year, they didn't blow a single game. There was not a single lead or game that the defense blew. Yeah, no, I, I I think you you mentioned that to me one time before. I mean, I, that's fair. That's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, in, in you know, with the game against Texas, I mean, their their first half defensively was you know, was was really impressive. I mean, that that's another thing to build upon is 
the fact that they looked really good against Texas in the first half. Now, I, I mean, they looked good in the whole game, but they weren't as good in the second half as they were in the first half. But yeah, I mean, I mean to your point, yeah, they didn't they didn't blow a game, so to speak. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good point. No, I mean, at the end of the season, they had every opportunity. Or you know, Oregon game they didn't blow. Oregon yeah. State game they didn't blow. Uh, you know, Texas game they didn't blow. So I I think the defense. Now yeah, now granted think, with Texas though they got a little bit of help with Worthy. I mean, didn't he have two big drops? I think one of them he was like. I think on, I think on the same drive or like or the back to back plays. Was it back to back plays? I feel like it was extremely wide open, like literally nothing around them. But here's the thing: like, if they get that, I I still think we win the game. No, I no, I agree. That's fair. I I if if we would have had to score again, we would have. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we would have. Yeah, I mean, Quat was so hell bent on not giving up the deep ball. They they changed up and started throwing short, and you know they just. Yeah, I, I don't think the offense was going to lose that game either. Though, you know, yeah, they and they would have still won the game. And and Grub adjusted like he did not earlier in the season. Like remember against UCLA, we were just kept trying to throw deep. Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Just, no. just yeah, just think about how much better this team was the last half of the season than the first half. Yeah, immense difference. Oh, it's- Totally true. Yeah, they the late season improvement, right? That, that's what you want. You don't want to see the team regress, right? And they they were just steadily improving. Confidence was was clearly better. Um, yeah, I mean the the trajectory was just upward. I mean the building blocks you want to you know you want to see coming into a, a season where there's so much hype. And you have so many key guys returning. And obviously, we've talked about ad nauseum about the offense. But uh, you you put all these pieces together and the potential of what we've gone over here defensively. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. It's it's hard to hear it against, baby. Yeah, and, and, you know, this – to take that a point further, like, I don't know if anybody's scared of the schedule. Like, oh, this is like a look. I know the schedule, the schedule is more difficult than last year, but, you know, all you're doing is you're basically replacing UCLA with USC and then you're replacing Utah. Or you're replacing, you know, Colorado with Utah. So that's basically, you know, and I know you have to go play at Michigan State, but like, this is not. Like none of these teams really scare me that much. Well, I, I mean, look, at, at USC, it's got to scare you a little bit. We haven't had the best. Yeah, yeah. That, no, that's true. That's true. And and that that will be the toughest game. But it'll be interesting if like there's that game and then there's like you know potential repeat in the championship. But I you know or I think we're gonna crush Oregon at home. Like that that team, you know they. They had all, Dan Lanning came in last year. They brought in like 30 or 40 new guys. Now they're getting rid of those guys and they're bringing in a. I mean, it's. Dude, Lanning stinks. Yeah. It's just not going to work. Like, we're going to fucking crush those guys. 
at Husky Stadium. Well, I will enjoy that crushing. I certainly hope you're right. And I'm not, you know, Utah, they're going to have issues at quarterback. They're a quarterback who's overrated anyway. Look, it'll be a tough game, but I'm just saying they have issues at quarterback. Oregon State, I mean, they're like a really good try-hard team. Like, yeah, okay, that'll be a tough game, but because it's on the road. There's tough games on the season. Well, Oregon State's at home, or is it? Is it at? It's on the it's on the road. That's right. It's on the road. What am I talking about? But I, I we're gonna be favored in every game except probably the USC game. And who even knows? But by the time we get to that point, maybe we'll be favored in that game. We'll see. It's possible. It's very possible. Yeah, they could be yeah, favored. I look, game. I just if Penix and Trice, if they're healthy the whole season, I think we'll win the Pac twelve. Oh. Well, let's let's hope for that. Yeah, I mean DeBoer, he just he really knows what he's doing. Let's hope for a Pac twelve championship title. And look, if we win the Pac twelve and we only have one loss, we're gonna yeah, go the play we're gonna go the playoff and the playoff, the Rose Bowl is in the playoff. So there's a really good chance if we, you know, win the conference and make the playoff, we'll be going to the Rose Bowl anyway. So that's what the goal is. Ah, uh, man. Well, can we get to the Rose? I mean, what's the seeding for the Rose Bowl? Well, it. it I mean, it, it depends because the. It depends who finishes where. Now, if Ohio State or Michigan. You know, if if it's them and they have the, we would probably, you know, we'd probably play them in the Rose Bowl. But if we, if we had to play, like if we were number four and number one was like, you know, Alabama or LSU or Georgia, that would be in the fucking Georgia Dome again, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. So assume, assuming number one is from the South, we would just have to avoid number four, basically. Got it. Yeah. Makes sense. But the Ro- the Rose Bowl will be one of the games. Well, hey, all the more reason it could be their year. Yeah. Knowing this that. Is a, this is not, yeah, this, this is not dooging. This is husky arrogance. <laughs> it's glad it's back. I, who's going to, who's, I mean, who, who has it better than us? Who, which, which of these... Do, who are you, you think Oregon's going to finish ahead of us? No, I don't. Jimmy, USC, Lincoln Riley, this guy now has a body of work of shitty defenses at two Blue Bloods. This guy, he hasn't even had, he coached at Oklahoma and USC, and he hasn't, aside from the COVID year, he hasn't produced one top 55 defense. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we'll go down there and we'll punch him in the mouth. Yeah, he you know he's uh, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing, man. You know, he, yeah, he, I'm, I'm not he's I'm not saying that, living in yeah. that mansion estate, you know, overlooking the coast. I'm not saying you know they're not going to be a tough team, but they're yeah they're no. Well, it could be a very high scoring game, potentially. Yeah, and 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 Caleb Williams, you know. 
he kind of seems like a head case a little bit. Though I, I'd watch him on the side and I'd see him as, you know, he'd be just kind of, it seems like his, he had a bad attitude or he's down or something. But then he'd get on the field and then he'd just like drive the team down. It was like that Oregon State game. You know, he kind of yeah. willed the win. You know, he's got that ability. But I feel like certainly he's got some mental weaknesses, but we'll see. We'll see. It'll be very anticipated. It potentially it could be a very, very highly anticipated anticipated national game. Which it's been a really long time for that, right? Where Washington yeah. has the potential to be on the national stage in big games. But buddy, we gotta we gotta rip through questions. I gotta I gotta close this down soon. All right, yeah, I don't think we have that many questions. I almost yeah. forgot. Let me see here. Um, here, here's one. Am I am I the only one thinking that Eddie Ulafosio will be absolutely incredible this year? Feels like the linebackers are ready to play with a chip on their shoulders this year. Well, I mean, from our Husky arrogance discussion about the linebacker, I think we both feel really good about Ulafosio. And yeah, yeah no, I, 100%. He'll be really good. Yeah, I I think Ulafosio is going to be very close. Yeah, very very close to 2020 form. Whereas ZTF, I'm hoping ZTF will be like 80 percent of that. We'll take um, it. But yeah, no, I I completely agree. I really I really like the linebackers. I think I think they're going to be great. Next question. Uh, I think that might be the only one. Wow. Yeah, looks like that's the only one. One question. Wow, that's a first. Oh, well, it's early. You know, a lot of yeah, having Husky practice this early in the year, I know they take a long break. Um, I think they only have three practices. Then they take a break for finals. Then they come back and finish up. You know, because the spring game's April 20th, and you're starting practice on the 6th of March. So. Yeah. People's interest will be real high around in April. Weather will be better. People have a better attitude. A little, little sunshine in their eyes. I'll just get you a little more excited. The gloom of yeah. winter, the dog days of winter. We're almost out of them. Dude, I hope the stadium is just rocking this year. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a good year at Husky Stadium. Well, last year was a pretty good year, too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, you have some key conference matchups at home i mean they're going to be highly anticipated you're going to have you're going to have great atmospheres this year 100 percent be fun on a somber note uh r.i.p joe jarzinka oh yeah just yeah, awful news yeah really really shocking yeah he was a peer of mine and i i had a chance to meet him a few times back in the day and you know, really good, really good dude. It's really just not what you would, you know, expect to hear something like that. 
pretty pretty surprising to say the least yeah yeah great husky great guy I believe you mentioned he was a father makes it even two, worse yeah, two young kids yeah um yeah tragic to say the least but yeah i mean great husky for sure very yeah. fun husky yeah i mean he really embodied husky football as well as you know insert whoever um in terms of you know and i think gilby said this that like husky football has always been about toughness like way back in the day you know decades ago the attitude was yeah we might not always be the best team but we're definitely going to be the toughest mm-hmm. and um I mean, Joe Jarzinka, you know, the never having a fair catch. And I looked up his stats. I mean, that guy was a key contributor in multiple seasons. I mean, he caught passes. He returned kicks. Yeah, kicked field goals. He returned punts. And he returned kickoffs, too. Yeah. No. And, yeah, the guy was fearless. I mean, he was like, the you know, he was Britton Covey, basically, for all the – you know, all the millennial dukes or gen, what generation is it? Gen Z? Yeah, I think it's Gen Crazy. Yeah. What <laughs> basically people who, who haven't, you know, who didn't follow back then in the mid 90s or late 90s, he, he was basically Britton Covey. And Britton Covey's now in the NFL. So, yeah. I mean, if there, if there were the rules, the NFL rules, I mean, uh, of today, if they had those 20, 25 years ago, like Joe Jarzinka might have been able to make a roster. Potentially. It's possible. But he, but he yeah, he was, he was Britton Covey, basically. Uh, great. A lot of fun to watch and a fan favorite, too. You know, a lot of people loved him, too. Just even casual fans, you know, he kind of just, he had that aura on the field and his storyline and all those, you know, all those factors. He was always, you know, he's a beloved Husky by the fans, you know, just as a guy and player on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thoughts and prayers with uh, his friends and family. For sure. Yeah. Any, uh, I know you got to go, brother. We dragged this on a little bit too long, but the final words before we stop. You know, well, you know, we'll talk more dogs soon enough, I'm sure. And you know, we're going to, I'm sure we'll have a spring practice post review where we'll display more husky arrogance from what we saw <laughs> and hope for a healthy spring. Sounds good. Thanks so much, brother. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Adios.